0: What's about that time? Quality time. Turn it up. This is the Quality Control Podcast. Let's go.
1: What's good, people? Welcome to the Quality Control Podcast. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with a neighbor, with a friend, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend. It's Justin Miller. I'm one half of the podcast. Alongside me is Mario, a.k.a. Super Grande Mario. So, we we have a great episode for you guys today called "Dim Student Loans. It's going to be the title of this episode. So we want to talk to you guys about student loans. So we all know someone affected by student loans. Not all students are fortunate enough to get scholarships, parent paid tuition, or GI bills to fund their continual education. The national student loan debt totals $1.6 trillion. Uh, and we, we would venture to say that more than 50% of people with loans do not work in their degree field due to the field. Not paying enough to support a decent lifestyle. Decent being paying bills, paying the loans, and being able to save some money in the process of doing that. Leading up to the pandemic, some of us played the deferment game. But with COVID, our federally-owned student loan payments have been halted with their APR set at 0%. With graduation season upon us, it is important to discuss what these loans can do if they are mishandled. Also, we will discuss... What has been done during the Paul season and possibility of a student loan bailout, which could be huge. So we're gonna jump right into the discussion. And uh Mario, I asked you kind of like what what was your experience with student loans while you were in school?
0: So being a hundred percent transparent, man, and that's one thing about the quality control podcast, you have to be transparent to have a quality conversation about it. And this is an issue that is prevalent, like you just said in the introduction. To a lot of people in this country. Mm-hmm. 1.6 trillion plus dollars. That is a whole, whole lot of monies. So my personal experience with student loans, you know, my degree choice was kinesiology. I had aspirations of being a physical therapist. I think a lot of people decide what they want to do and not count the costs. As far as classes to take, the subject matter, if you're good at this, if you're good at that. so But I was aspiring to be a physical therapist, so naturally I went the kinesiology route. I see that with most athletes. I mean, some people do MBAs and this and that and third, but a lot of your athletes tend to go the kinesiology route just because it surrounds you with a lot of the things you're familiar with. So, man, my experience with student loans, when I have them. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. exempt. I'm a part of this conversation. There's one thing you can't. Really discuss a matter unless you've partaken in it. it's almost like having a marriage council that never dated anybody. You know that's just that's just not how it needs to go. But I, I do have student loans currently. um I will tell you some stuff about my student loans. I took them out. If you know anything about my situation? When most people don't, I will break it down. I don't come from a two parent home. Uh, my dad was not in my life, and my mom um, had cancer starting from my age of nine. So my mom's been battling cancer since nineteen ninety five. So Essentially, all the student loan I used was to, you know, fund the education to a degree. And any funds I got for education were from, you know, either uh, Pell Grants or student loans. So, with that being said, I will say my experience with them is um, I took too much of them. I will say that I used my student loans to live a lifestyle that I could not really afford on my own. So, you're talking about apartments. I shout out to my. Uh, Study hall teacher Miss Giles back in high school because I was talking about buying a car with my student loan. She told me, and she is right. Uh, Rest peace, Miss Giles. She said that if you buy that car with that student loan, that'll be the most expensive car you ever buy. And lo and behold, that statement reigns today. But I bought cars, stayed in apartments, bought clothes. That being said, I even dated a girl and she needed service work on her car. So I thought I was big time. I bought tires, front end alignments and oil changes and hotels and gas and all the stuff like that. I did it. Back then, you would probably get, I know during my master's, I got about, after my tuition was paid, I got about $8,000 a semester. So, uh, man, just money that I didn't need and uh, money that accumulated, you know, so I took more money than I needed. I can actually say that. And looking back on it, it's like, wow, you know, I wish I had the mind to invest and things like that or I had somebody counsel me in that. But my experience with the student loans is I took too much um, to live a lifestyle I couldn't afford, even though I did work, you know. So in hindsight, I would say I should have scraped through and just, you know, worked hard, worked two jobs and got through. But I didn't want to do that. So. That's my personal experience with student loans. What about you, Justin?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll say like for me, I I think I went a, a different route. Uh, I kind of got of course I did a Pell Grant and federal loans as well. I kind of had a different situation, so I ain't, I didn't take out as much probably as I could have. But you know, I was in a uh, I guess you say a, a, compared to some of that I've heard a, a pretty good spot up until you know of course I got out of school and I wasn't paying them for a while just because I ain't had the money. I ain't had the extra the extra income like we like we referred to in the in the intro. But for me um, I know I was in school I ended up being in undergrad 5 years and one one of them years uh, I was on academic probation so I didn't even have uh, financial aid so so that's kinda, that kind of that kind of helped the situation the way I had to had to work but outside of that you know I, I tried to I tried to do the best I could I know I did over I'll take out a little a little bit too much at some instances uh, of course, um, especially when it comes to like I, when I learned about other people getting a refund, I heard what refunds were. I used to think that, you know, that was a good thing. But I did that a couple times. But outside of that, I didn't really didn't really take out too much extra to do too much, too many things that were crazy outside of paying for school. Um, so, and I mean, I understand the same thing. Like you said, I came from a single parent home. And so a lot of stuff I just kind of learned on the fly, especially being a first generation college student. Um, but I think I was kind of, I guess you'd say not fortunate, but but more so lucky uh, not to not to, to dive in, I guess, as much as I did. So, so yeah, I'll say that was my experience with, with student loans um, as far as that goes. I mean, I didn't really, I guess, like jump into it. Yeah, as far as deferment goes, I would say, you know, if you're in school right now, six months sounds like a long time. But in actuality, uh, six months is not that long from when you graduate to when life starts. So just make sure that you have a plan, and even while you, if you're in school or you're anticipating going to school, I would say look at your APR rates, uh, look at the loans, look at what you're gonna need over the long term, and then ask yourself how long it's gonna take to pay that off. And at at your worst case scenario, if you're unable to find a job in your career field, uh, I was in the kinesiology field along with Mario. Uh, if you're not able to find a job in that field, what else could you do? And uh, will you be able to find your lifestyle that you that you want, or that 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 will be feasible for you and save money and pay your loans? So I would say that
0: absolutely, absolutely, man. So let me ask you this: you know, discuss how the pause of the payments have been used. So as you know, when the pandemic started, they paused student loans, so you didn't have to make mm-hmm. a payment, and they made the APR zero percent. Right. So
1: I think, like as far as me, I think it's just a buffering system. Um, as far as you know. I'll give you a, a little a little uh it's almost like being in a race and you get, get a chance to catch your breath a little bit so depending on how much you were paying a month you could take that money and either invest it i know at one point uh at the beginning of the pandemic everybody became stockbrokers and uh masters at the stock market and everybody was reinvesting money into all kind of random things then but depending on who you were you could take that money and invest it or you could um put it into savings or or put it towards something else um that was feasible for me personally. Um, I took that money and I, I saved as much as I could. Um, of course, that did come in, come in handy to save, to, to save money. But then I know I had some other things that were on the table, uh, bills and stuff like that, that I used that money to kind of pay off and kind of free myself up from. So uh, that's kind of how I used use that money. I used the time while we've been in a pause to kind of, you know what I'm saying, I actually used it, I guess you say, to get ahead um what about you mario
0: well you know it's been a lot of options out there and i know one of the options which i felt was a kind of a trap they put a lot of the low aprs out there because the rates dropped on pretty much everything car loan rates got low mortgage rates mm-hmm. got low and then they've been advertising these low student loan rates for refinancing which i always felt like kind of would have been a trap because one why would you lower your rate you know for um from zero going up to possibly 1.9, 2.9%. But then, 2 you're taking away the service of that loan from being federal to almost private by refinancing it. So I felt that was kind of like a trap when they did that. So I never Mm -hmm. partaked in that. Um, Also, I did not pay anything on my student loans. I did what you did. I actually, you know, put that money back, anticipating to come back. I actually operated my life based on me having that payment still. And with me doing that, that that made me stay disciplined, mm-hmm. that made me put money back, get me in a better position. Like you said, you know, kind of, you know, give you some breathing room, you know, so you wouldn't be drowning, you know. So I did that and I always anticipated them coming back because you know they push back this reinstatement date it was january then it was march now it's may it was Mm -hmm. may now it's august and it's to the point to where you don't know but at the same time i don't want people to be lulled to sleep and i don't want people to recreate bills to put in that place to live a different lifestyle as if these loans were not there because that could be a very detrimental situation for you so uh, that's what i've been doing
1: right and, and where we are today i mean just fi- just economically i mean it would be kind of crazy not to have anything saved if you have the ability to save. uh reason is like me, me and Mario, like i talked to you about before we got on this podcast i mean i'm looking at my phone reading articles about the gas prices and we ain't even seen like i mean we waking up and they it's, it's jumping 20 cent a night seemed like and, I mean, the cost of goods and services and everything are up. So so if they do reinstate those loans and start them back up, like, you got to have something. Because if you don't, man, you're going to drown quick whenever. I don't really know, Mario, you tell me the right word to say is when things go back to normal uh, or kind of go back to the way. Like, if, if they go back to the way, they were, I don't really know what, what's the correct word to say. But you want to make sure you got something somewhere.
0: Well, I think there's going to be a big disruption, you know, because uh, you think about it, how high we were. If you look at it as far as Dow Jones points, you know, as high as 35, almost 36,000 points, you know, and then now it's kind of leveling off as we speed 31, 32,000. So you can kind of see a drop there. But I think it's going to be a crash landing. I hate to use the word crash, but essentially that's how it happens. And one thing about capitalism that people have to understand, it makes money on the way up and it makes money on the way down. So Mm -hmm. we can cross our fingers and say, hey, it's not going to crash, not going to crash, not going to crash. But in the midst of chaos, millionaires are created. It's just as simple as that, whether you're going up or whether you're going down. You know, if you use some of your home equity to pull out and, you know, have money, pay down on your student loans, refinance at a cheaper interest rate, all that's great. You know, but the biggest thing is what plan did you have? If and when they plan on reinstating these student loans, and like I said, my plan was to never get good before I got good. I had a junior college coach that um, coached me, you know, 05-06. and one spring day we got out. We was you know acting, acting like you know twenty old guys, you know, uh, teenage guys, just you know BSing on the, the parking lots and and messing with security and all that. And he came in, he gave us this speech, and I'll never forget it. it was, one of the most impactful words of wisdom that I've ever heard somebody say, and it's very practical, it's simple. He said, Hey guys, you got damn good before you got damn good. And what that means is, if you're going out here, if you got a $500 student loan payment and it's been paused for the last 18 months, and you just so happen to get a second car for $500, or you go take a $400 car note you had and add that $500, you're not paying and bought a $900 car note being very irresponsible. Don't substitute that bill for something else because you mm-hmm. never know what's going to happen. Act like it's going to be reinstated. And hey, if it's not reinstated, you're blessed. So now, since since we're talking about reinstatement, man, let's discuss some of the effects of a student loan bailout. When we talk about bailout, we go back to 08. And I was at Mississippi State in 08. And I remember paying $4.37 a mm-hmm. gallon for gas. I really do. And I had a 97 Crown Victoria, so... I knew what time it was when I was time to go get gas. I literally borrowed $20 to go to work, made $20, and paid that back. That's just how, how rough it got in 08, 07. So with that being mm-hmm. said, if they choose to do a bailout with the student loans, I think what will happen is, and the question is, will this truly create more wealth for people that have been in student loan status, or will the bad habits persist? You know, if mm-hmm. you made bad habits by taking more money than you needed, or you made poor choices as far as your degree field, poor choices on your career path, or you were a career student. You do have those. One of my favorite rap lines by Kanye West is, um, you know, so scared to face the world, a complacent career student. Some people graduate but be still stupid. Were you a career student, had no intentions of um, going out and paying these loans back? Are you riding on deferment? Do you have a 20000 dollars year job just because you're ducking, you know, the uh, student loans and being in the forbearance, economic forbearance? What is what will these bailout actually do? Do you think it would actually generate wealth? Or mm-hmm. Would it, you know, make bad habits persist, or do you think it would be kind of an equal balance?
1: I think that, that that debt one has to be transferred somewhere. Where I don't know they I don't know where they're gonna put it. But I think that just looking at it, I'm not an economist, but just looking at it the the picture, I think that it may create more bad habits. Uh reason being you get somebody a lifeline some people you can give a lifeline to, and they'll use it to their, its advantage. But the majority of people, when you give a lifeline to them, if they were making bad decisions and bad habits. And created those bad habits before they're going to continue to do the same thing, just in a different way. And kind of like you said, Mario, they like most people, I think what will happen is they'll just get to a point to where they just trade off that debt. Maybe it's in a car or whatever. Um, I think it's kind of like the conversation me and you had on the, was it maybe in the last episode, I think it was. Or maybe we were just talking in conversation. I can't remember exactly, but I think with a bailout, you will almost get to the point where if people are making more money, if you get more people that that are making more money in this capitalistic society, right? So if you get more people that are making a hundred thousand a year, right? Your cost of goods and stuff are already high. So if you take away the student loans, then what excuse do people have that they can't afford higher cost of goods? You see what I'm saying? So I guess maybe that would be the transfer is either in the cost of goods or the gas prices or something like that. The money, you can't just exit and then move like $1.6 $1 is a lot. $1.6 is a lot. $1, is a lot. $1 billion is a lot. So that has to go somewhere. I don't know where it's going to go, but it has to go somewhere
0: well and one thing about it you're right it is a transfer because in capitalism if nobody can buy that means nobody can sell and if there's not a transaction there's no money to be made so i think it transfers from you owing that monthly to you spending more monthly so essentially it actually pours back into society and pours back into the economy in different ways so it's not a physical Mm. bailout check that we got last time but if you're talking about 1.6 trillion you know, I haven't done the research on how much bailout was given back in 08, but I mean, $1.6 trillion is still a lot. So with that being said, I think you would reset the economy. You get more people spending because they have that per se weight off of their shoulders. But um, mm-hmm. it almost is like you putting them back where they were, you know. You paying the money, you create another bill. It's just not a student loan.
1: Yeah, because like I, I know I've seen some people make posts. Of course, it's from like the older older generation that are like, oh man, pay your pay your loans, this not Whatever. I mean, because at what point, like, for people that have paid their loans off with their hard earned money, do, what do they get in return? You know what I'm saying? Because if you just cut the loan, like if you just bail everybody out that they haven't paid, but the people who have paid, like, do you give them a check? do you like how does that you know what i'm saying like it's so many that that's quite a complex problem for me to me to kind of wrap my mind around like the way i thought about it
0: well well me personally my attack towards my student loans is i've always got better in my career now for one i will say i don't work in the career i got my degrees in so i will say that right most people don't if we were all real like the intro said you know the real field that you chose may not foster or may not produce the lifestyle you're trying to live. Quote, unquote, the American dream. You know, to be able to go on vacations every once in a while, not worried about light bill when you're paying the tab if you're in Miami or if you're in um, mm-hmm. Barbados, wherever you want to go, and, you know, still have money saved to where you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul or paycheck to paycheck. But with that being said...
1: Let me add something on that real quick, right? Go ahead. So, so like you just said something real key. Like, I got a degree in kinesiology. You got a degree in kinesiology, right? Yes. Well, you got two of them. Got a master's in kinesiology too. So, like for me, I'm gonna be real. When I first got out of school, like man, I had opportunities at some places, and like, like I can go into detail about those. And looking back on them, some of them I should have, should have taken. But resources, and I ain't talking about financial resources. But resources as far as wisdom were kind of limited, you know what I'm saying? Because I couldn't, like my mom told me the best that she could, but I didn't have a lot of people around me to kind of give me the best, I guess say the best guidance as far as career and things like that. And I I didn't even think about it until late because I was out of school and I was like, oh, well, I do need to have a job. Let me figure out what I want to do. And I kind of had some great opportunities, but I didn't. And so anyway... Um, going past that, like the first real job I got was as a uh, an academic interventionist in the Tupelo Public School District. Well, I probably shouldn't say that, but within the school district, and uh, man, I was making nothing a month. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was probably like eight hundred a month, and that's for thirty like thirty thirty one days. Like I make eight hundred dollars.
0: Ooh, and that's a after once that, a mo- that's a once a month check, ain't it? Because you school district, yeah. right? Ooh. yeah, and that's before I, that was after taxes. After taxes, okay. Well, praise God for that because if it was before that, cuz, bro.
1: So I was making nothing, man. And uh, and so then after that, I went on worked at the hospital in Tuplo and I worked as a rehab tech. I only made ten dollars and eighty eighty six cents when I first started. So again, nothing, right? So I mean, it took me five years from graduating to get to a career job where I make well over to do what i need to do but then you gotta think in that five years right like i still had some stuff i had to recover from at one point uh i wasn't in and you know married and then got divorced all that stuff so i mean like i had to like a lot of stuff i'm just not getting to a point where i'm having to recover and get like get straight on you know what i'm saying so even in that time period like A lot of people, again, like you said, Mario, that's why I just want to make that point, drive that point home. A lot of people don't work in their career, don't even have opportunity to work in their career field because the money is just, it's not there. You know what I'm saying? And so, if you get a job, if you get a degree like kinesiology and you don't become uh, like a coach or something, like in a college or something. Or you don't become a PT or an OT or a PTA or OTA. Like. Man, it's it's a tough road, you know what I'm saying? Unless you get into something like 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 what you do, Mario, with selling cars. Sales is great in any capacity. Sell something to make to make that difference. But, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there. Think about what you want to school for because everything ain't ain't really worth going to school for.
0: Right. And then too, here's a catch one it too that we always ran into, and I don't know if people still run into this. Is when you get those degrees, they don't hire you because you don't have experience. Right. That is probably one of the most irritating things okay well how in the world am i supposed to get experience and i got this degree it's almost like Mm -hmm. you know you make one step and they put another step in front of you and Mm -hmm. it's like you're being blocked but i would say you mentioned sales i would say one of the most humbling things two most of the most humbling things i've um, ever been through as far as the careers as far as you know making money and things like that while we're on the sidebar to get back on track Was, one, once I finished my master's, I had to go to work at Logan's Roadhouse. And I was in the kitchen, straight up. Uh, I I met one of the most influential leaders I've ever worked for at Logan's Roadhouse. Shout out to Raymond Levy. If you're listening to this dude, you the GOAT, straight up. But they asked me, man, you got three degrees. What you doing in here? Like, literally, I opened Logan's Roadhouse in Columbus, Mississippi, which is closed now. I was a part of that whole crew, opened up that store back in 2011. So, with that being said, that was very humbling. Then also, once I got into sales, I recall sitting um, and eating lunch with two guys. um, And, you know, not in a negative connotation when I say this. This is just true, man. I'm sitting by two convicted felons. I'm at the same table eating them. And these guys have, if not making the same amount of money, way more money than me with three degrees. And that's why I say, man, you know. I'm all for college education if it's going to be used for your career path. But, man, if you're not in your career path, be humble about your degrees. You have them. That's great. But, man, don't put yourself over anybody else when it comes to degrees because it could be people that get trades, which we'll talk kind of uh, some about that later on. It's people who jumped in sales and made a, mm-hmm. an awesome living, you know. So just be mindful of that. But uh, I want to really say that because you said that about, you know, not being able to get in your career field, and I just wanted to make the sidebar of the things you have to do when you're not in your career field, like you didn't make money where you were, and I had to start working out of Logans. But I'm cool with Logans, man, man. Logans taught me so much about just, you know, multitasking and and working under pressure and things like that, which most people need to understand. But back on track, you know, when we want to talk about as far as the effect of a student loan bailout, let me ask you this, man: How Will education be valued going forward if they bail out with the student loans? Essentially, I place a value on education, you know, especially on specialized fields. You know, if you're a doctor and you got to go to school 18 years, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not downing really any degree. You know, your, your degree is based on the value it brings you when it comes to the workplace. So if you got a degree in something and it don't pay nothing, Mm -hmm. hey, that's what you chose to do, which we'll talk about those decisions going forward. But how do you think education will be valued going forward if they bail out these student loans?
1: Uh, I don't think it really. I think from a standpoint of it having a a financial uh, financial weight, as far as you looking back on it and saying, man, I really paid the cost for it, that would be different. I don't think the criteria or the the way that the work you have to put in to actually get the degree changes. Now, from the student perspective, like me looking at it, being a former student, even if I was going back to school now and be a student, i say get as much you want if they're going to bail you out. <laughs> like they're going to bail you out. Hey, go as much as you please if you meet the criteria. But I think just overall, I really can't, it's, it's kind of hard for me to just give a an, an an outlook and say, well, more people go to school if it's, if that's not there. And then more people won't go to school if that's not there. Because I think the aspect of school is still there. It's just, it won't be as detrimental to your life overall when you get done. Uh, If, if you can say detrimental, it won't affect your life overall when you get done. And you can kind of hit the ground running more than running and looking and thinking. So it's kind of like in football, right? You know, they say the fastest players are the ones that don't think. But if you gotta think, that makes you a step slower. So instead of having to think, How am I gonna pay these how did how am I gonna pay these loans off? How am I gonna what's my plan? How long will I be paying them? This and that, whatever, then you just kinda hit the ground running as far as okay, I'm jumping in my career field. Um, if I gotta do like like Mario did and start at Logan's, if I gotta do like Justin did and start a school district, I can do that and I'm not being so hampered. I can actually get me an apartment. And I ain't got to move back home, you know what I'm saying, with my parents and then get get on my feet again and then go get my own thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot lot of positives that can come from that as well as, you know, it's probably some negatives that I'm not thinking about. But I, that's just that's kind of why I see it. How, how about you?
0: Man, I really think that as far as the value, you hit it right on the head. But I will say this, you know, if you're going to school to be a doctor, you look at the cost of school as an investment. Oh yeah, for sure. No, if you're going to school to be if you're going to school to be anything, you look at the cost of investment and anything about investment is called you know, anything that pertains to an investment is called ROI. That's return on investment. Return on yeah. Yeah. You got return on investment. So if you're going to invest thirty, forty thousand dollars in school and you're going to, you know, make forty thousand dollars a year, you know, you gotta make that judgment call. Now if you're gonna you know, go, you know, 100,000, 200,000, and you're going to be making a quarter mil, 300,000, 400,000 a year. You got to make that. You got to be smart about it. People need counseling going into these situations. I would definitely say in the black community, we didn't have a lot of counseling. They just said, man, go to college. You know, they just wanted us to walk across the stage so they can feel proud to fulfill some of the things that they were not able to fulfill being, you know, as younger people, when in all actuality, you know, if we didn't go for a purpose, a greater purpose, It, you know, kind of was essentially detrimental, especially if you're in student loan debt.
1: I would say, can I I add this part to it? Uh, I'll say this too, is like, like you said, looking at your your ROI, your ROI, your on investment. If you got, all right, most undergrad degrees, right, you probably gonna come out by 40. Well, if you had engineering, I'm gonna say engineering, you may be at like somewhere between 70 and 90 depending on the type of, well i would say between 60 and 90 depending on the type of engineering let me be be frank about it no experience somewhere in between it like you it, it, the the cream may start out at the top or maybe somebody got connection may start start at the top the upper end of it but most may start out somewhere between the middle or the lower end of it so if you look at your degree outside of something like engineering what's something else more that you say would be a higher degree engineering um in undergrad that's the only thing i can think of that's just. That would just come out making like being an architect or something like that. Outside of that, if you look at it and you got a hundred thousand in debt, right? For a job that's gonna pay you thirty to forty grand a year, like you gotta look at that's a big that's a big hill to climb. And then if you looking at what's the average age when you finish school twenty, twenty two, twenty three, yeah, 23? will say we'll say you twenty five, right? So in the next five years, you may somewhere in that mix wanna get engaged start a family or something so that's another expense you add now on top of your student loan debt so i mean you gotta count up the cost all that stuff too and then like like you said mario if you're going for a professional degree you gotta look at well i got this four years here this three to four years undergrad i got another six if you're going to be a doctor you got another six to eight years uh post-grad and that's what total that's what six and eight nine 10, what about 10 somewhere between 10 10 to 12 years of schooling and then your count, your calls and I can't even that's so much money I can't even tell you like a rough a rough amount as far as on top of my head if you make it like Mario said a quarter, quarter million every year then you should have had to come up with a plan to to knock that down pretty quickly but I think a part another part of that too Mario is being responsible like can you can you, can you kind of dive into that as far as like paying it off if you got it and not looking at it and just letting it bill.
0: first part of responsibility is you can't buy it off no more than you can chew. You know that's like going and get you a church's biscuit and you ain't got a, a, a glass of water in sight. You probably gonna choke. <laughs> you know, so be be responsible yep. in that and understand your limitations and be real with you. You know, uh, as we go, go into this next topic, is very pertinent. You know, degree for your choice. Number one, do you want to do it just because it sounds good, mm-hmm. or is it a passion, or are you cut out for it? Are you gonna put in the time to make it make sense? Those are the things you gotta you gotta mm-hmm. take in. Uh, in to account. You can't just go in and say, man, this sounds good. I'm gonna be a chemical engineer. And man, you get your tail whooped by that doggone calculus or you get whooped by that on chemistry. Oh my goodness. Cause that, that's what kept me out of PT, man. I got whooped <laughs> by chemistry. And it yep. really didn't I didn't get whooped by it. Man, I ain't wanna apply myself. Not to chemistry. For real. I'm just gonna put it out I, I did not want to apply myself to chemistry. And chemistry mm-hmm. is a big deal going into um physical therapy. Physics, I'm cool I'm cool on physics trig based physics i'm good cow based physics not so much but the um the chemistry got me you know so with that being said right. being real with yourself and figure out hey you know is this what i want to do? this these responsible things will line you up towards the other side because that's the thing everybody said you only live once you're young no you want to live you need anticipating on living you know i ain't saying don't go wide open i ain't saying live your life scared but being real be realistic Mm -hmm. for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction you know if you run up some debt they finna come looking for that money whether you got that degree whether you're working in that field or not and if you're working if you got a degree Mm in a thirty thousand dollar field man you know only give a phd if you plan on teaching at the university you know what I'm saying? Don't get a PhD in the field that's going to pay you, you know, $45,000, $50,000. Right. That's just me. You know, so when it comes to that, you know, you really have to be mindful of that mm-hmm. you have to, you know, really have counseling. You know, again, a lot of these mistakes are made because we're not counseled as, you know, uh, individuals. You know, we're on our own making these decisions that we're just trying to go. Now, when parents front you the money they go to school, they sit down and have that come and say, like, look here now. You know, I, I, I give you five years. I give you one year to, you know, just get away from home and mm-hmm. figure out, hey, you know, I, I'm okay to find yourself a renaissance period or something like that. But we're not finna be sending in these checks for you not to do nothing with them. And with that being said, we're not finna be sending in these checks for you to just, you know, work in the field that's right. not gonna perpetuate the lifestyle we want you to have. You know, so all that plays in the factor, man. So one degree mm-hmm. choice. And then two, let me let me put this out here, man. We got to get in the mirror, and ask ourselves this question: Are you truly a college student? School ain't meant for everybody, and there's nothing wrong with it, <laughs> right? You know, literally, I see all these memes and stuff like that. I think they have a TikTok reel or something where it talks about the guy going to school to be a lawyer. He's racked up two hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. Where the guy that's actually a contractor, he went to a um, you know a technology school at. A junior college got his certifications, and he's making one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year based off the trade. It's not a sin not mm-hmm. to be a college student. I, I really think that has been, um, especially in the black community, that um was un- that was really undersold, and mm-hmm. I think it was one of the best kept secrets. I say in the last ten years, with me coming through high school and college, that um you can get a trade and make just as much of money, or you can get into sales and make just as much of money as you could having a degree. Everybody equated a degree with a whole bunch of money. But a lot of times, the degree simply just says that you're trainable. Right. And then you throw on the master's, you throw on PhD, and all that stuff like that. So ask yourself, are you really a college student? Everybody's not a college student, and that's fine. Man, piggyback off of that, Justin, and just, just that question, are you really a college student?
1: Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's it's a lot of work to go into it, man. I mean, I, I see a lot of kids, you know, with expectation breeds uh, disappointment. The the key thing you just said, in our community, we look at a degree as 100000 I get this degree, I make 100000 And that's not the way it works. That's not the way the game works. That's not the way life works. I see so many people complaining every day about, you know, it ain't no jobs. I got a degree and, you know, this and that, whatever. But that doesn't. It does not say anywhere in the clause of going to school that when you finish, we guarantee you're going to make sixty plus thousand a year. That's not it. Um, and like you said, Mario, I got older and I'm like, man, I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this guy got a trade and he making money, money. This dude been in sales since he was 20. He making money for real. You know what I'm saying? And like for me, uh, I know I had again. I had an opportunity. I just say this briefly uh, to get into sales after school. I was like 24, I think it was, and you know, of course, it was a job. I had just moved back, moved from Starkville back to Tupelo. The job was in Columbus, and this sounds so dumb, and y'all gonna laugh. Now I'm trying, trying to help somebody, but the job was in Columbus, so I, I didn't have any money. Of course, coming from a single parent home, didn't really have much help, you know, outside of my mom. I'm, not that I didn't have no help, but I had help, but like not have a bunch of financial backing outside my mom. Um, I came back home and got called for a job in Columbus and me and my brain at that time, I couldn't wrap my head around commuting or getting a job there or, you know, even trying to talk about negotiating the job or getting a company car or if I could be paid, my like all that stuff. I declined it right and so I could have been in sales like a, a, I'm gonna say a, a long time ago, I got it got in sales at the age of 20 at the age of 30 so that was 24 so it took me about five or six years to get back in sales it's hard to do um but you know just choosing the right career path and, and like Mario said everybody's not a college student college takes a ton of time and a bunch of sacrifice like a lot of us got the same stories of I didn't have no money I had to borrow this to go up the street, borrow money, to go up the road, do this and that and the other. And your family's having to help you a whole lot too. But college just, it's not for everybody. It's not the end of the world. Like you said, if you, if you're not able to go, but don't be one to say, I don't like school. I'm not going to go to school and I'm not going to do anything. Um, you have to find something to do. But I think that that's so pushed as far as in the black community, because that's something we look at and say, oh, well, if you got this degree, you won the prize. Like that's not the end of the road. You got to, you gotta work. You gotta make yourself. You gotta make yourself a commodity. You know what I'm saying. And so if you if you don't do that, then you know what are you doing? I started off in engineering at state, but the key word, like you said, Mario, I looked in the mirror, said this ain't something I want to do every day. It was great because I want to do it for the money. It's great for the money. I could have done it. I was a mechanical engineering. but again, long term, I had no passion to do it, no want to to do it outside of oh this pays good
0: money. It's about time to get that shit off your chest. Right. All right, man. This we is our favorite part of the episode where we want to get it off your chest. I'm going to start off with this, man, getting it off my chest. I got two things I need to get off my chest, man. Number one, if you got these student loans, pay for these student loans. Uh, stop ducking and dodging them. These are decisions that you make. Now, if you're in a situation where you got real economic hardships or you got a job or you're disabled or something like that, this ain't for you. But these for people that are... are, are purposely getting jobs that don't pay just so they don't have to pay. <laughs> right, right. You know, what you got to understand is, for, for one, when you don't pay your student loans, that is a negative reflection on your credit. It is. But Now, they are, they are forgiving. You know, they let you get back on track. I think if you make X amount of payments, they'll reset your payment status out of default, and it looks better on your credit. But at the same time, pay your student loans. Admit your mistakes. If you got out there and you tried to borrow while you was in college, if you bought some spinners. You know, they had spinners back then we was in school. You, If you wanted to go out there and buy spinners and, and put train horns on your bar yeah. chef or something like that, got the ball be real out. with yourself, man. Yeah. If you did that, you did that, but pay pay that money. Figure out how to make a plan because at the end of the day, what's got to happen from that is you got to become well-rounded.
1: Mm-hmm. You, know?
0: you got to get in a position where you got to make that stuff happen because at the end of the day, like you said, Justin, getting that degree ain't the end. Getting that job ain't the end. And let me tell you something. You go to uh, the school for a specific job, let's let's take physical therapists. Man, physical therapy is a great field. Um, I liked it. Um, I've worked with some physical, physical therapists, and um, they do a great job just watching them. I intern with some physical therapists. is was great. But guess what? Man, some of them got laid off, too, during the pandemic. Right. A lot of people ain't talking about that. Um, a lot of people got laid off in the pandemic, regardless of what education and what kind of degree you had and what kind of job title you had. And from that, with that being said, be well-rounded. Don't just stick to one thing, figure out how to do a whole bunch of stuff, not to run yourself crazy, but to be marketable, present value. Because at the end of the day, companies that pay the most money want well-rounded people, people that can multitask, people that can speak lingo in several different situations, several different fields, and carry on conversations with people that have other interests. So, one, pay them student Mm -hmm. loan, get them out of deferment, get your credit straight. Don't count on the government to defer them and um, forgive them. Because guess what? I hope they do forgive them. You know, you're going to have some people salty about, man, I just paid out my student loan this year. They were 0% and then they messed around and forgave them. Me, personally, I don't want that feeling. I don't want the feeling that I gave them all that money and then they forgave. No, if they're going to come through, let them come through. They ain't going to come through. I'm still going to hold up for mine. Right. Because I got other stuff going on. But then also, too, make sure you're well-rounded. Put yourself in a position where you can go get mm-hmm. it from all angles. So, that's off my chest. I'm good. I feel better. I'm breathing good.
1: Yeah, because you, 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 that, that, that's something, like, just to add to it, man. You got to be You got to be versatile. And whatever you do you got to be versatile if the pandemic ain't showed you nothing else you need to be versatile i guess for me as far as my point of getting it off your chest man i want to go back to something that we talked about before we ended your degree choice think about what you want to do if you want to be a personal trainer it's really no point in getting a kinesiology degree that's a waste uh, like to me i'm just being real it's a waste of money you can get a certification in the weekend or you can get an NASM certification study the material and get it again for a lot less than you're gonna pay for a degree if you want to work in fashion again getting a degree is pointless Like you can, you can do that in the comfort of your home for a lot, a lot less. But I will say this, you know, with anything that you do, count up the cost. Uh, Before you go to school, count up the cost. Are you willing to put in the time? Do you have the resources, the money? Do you have the the, the backing? And do you have the the grit to get it done? Because it's going to take a little bit of grit. I'm not the biggest person as far as, you know, with this podcast, but I want to tell y'all something, but so y'all don't just think I'm making it up and I'm going to read it. It's in the Bible. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Bible person. You know, I do know a little, know what's in them. But I'm gonna say this because y'all, y'all, y'all keep hearing me say count out the cost. But this is in Luke 14, 28 through thirty. For which of you intend on building a tower, sit down and not first count up the cost, whether he has sufficient to finish it. Least happily after has laid foundation and is not able to finish it at all. And I ain't gonna read the whole thing, but you gotta count the cost before building anything, you gotta count the cost before going to school, you gotta count the cost when you got them loans, like Mario said. And them spinners was cool, they was give you girls, but not at all. is over with. You got to pay them, you can't just let them sit there. They go for me too. I'm like, you gotta pay, you gotta come up with a plan. If you don't have, have put something on them, they, they'll work with you in many ways and facets and for y'all that are going to school hey go to that financial aid office don't be afraid to ask your thousand and one questions because it's better to know on the front end than be suffering on the back end so i say that much
0: it's about that time quality time this is the quality control podcast let's go